0: Welcome to the Transition to Medicare podcast, brought to you by Giardini Medicare. In each episode, we will take a look at a specific Medicare topic that will help you avoid making mistakes and reduce your stress when navigating the Medicare system. It seems that when it comes to Medicare, everyone is vaguely familiar with the fact that there are certain specific timeframes that one must follow when it comes to enrolling in or changing coverage. However, it's very easy to get lost when trying to navigate the various enrollment periods. So, in today's episode, we're going to cut through the confusing enrollment timelines timelines that are associated with Medicare.
1: And before we start, we do need to remind everybody that myself, Cameron, and Joanne operate Giardini Medicare, which is an independent insurance agency based out of Southeast Michigan. Although we are based in Michigan, we do work virtually over the phone to directly help consumers in about thirteen states find the right Medicare coverage for them. If we don't work in your state, we will connect with another trusted independent agent that will be able to help you find the coverage that you want. Even if you choose not to work with us, we know that the information in today's podcast will help you have a successful and stress-free transition to Medicare. And before we get started, I'll have Joanne go over an overview of today's episode.
0: So we're often told by our clients that one of the most confusing parts about Medicare has to do with the specific enrollment periods for when you can, when you can't enroll in coverage, and also all of the acronyms that are used to describe these enrollment periods. If you miss certain enrollment periods, this can lead to gaps in coverage and even lifetime monetary penalties. So it's really important that you familiarize yourself with the main timelines for when you can enroll and can change coverage. Luckily, this doesn't have to be as stressful as it sounds since you don't have to memorize these enrollment periods that we're going to discuss today. But do make sure to reach out to an independent insurance broker like ourselves to find out which specific enrollment periods will matter most to your unique situation. Now we'll jump in and discuss various enrollment periods and how they differ between the different parts of Medicare.
1: And this is not going to be a full comprehensive list of all enrollment periods. There's always going to be exceptions. Every time we do an episode or make something, it's impossible to hit everything. So we're just going to focus on the most common and important enrollment periods that you will likely run into when it comes to Medicare. So the first ones we'll focus on have to do specifically with enrolling in Part of Medicare. And again, Part B is the medical coverage provided by Original Medicare and by the government. So the first one is the initial enrollment period, also known as the IEP. That's basically the acronym for it. So if you hear us say IEP, just know that is the same thing. So this is generally the first enrollment period available for consumers to enroll in Original Medicare Part A and Part B. This enrollment period is a seven-month window that surrounds your 65th birth month. It includes three months before you turn 65, the month you turn 65, and three months after you turn 65. So if you've ever sat there, if you've ever said, I think there's some window around my birthday when I can enroll in Medicare, this is what we're talking about, or this is what people are talking about. So if you enroll during the three months before you turn 65, your Part B effective date will be the first day of the month that you turn 65. There is a little caveat or a unique situation here. So if your birthday is on the first day of the month, let's say it's on August 1st, your IEP would begin one month early. So in that situation, if you turn 65 on the 1st of August, your eligibility for Medicare would actually be one month early on July 1st. And then Joanne can talk about the next enrollment period associated with Part B.
0: These are called SEPs, which stands for Special enrollment periods. So again, we fling these terms around commonly, Cameron and I do, but SEP is a Mm -hmm. special enrollment period. And what this means is if you're delaying your Medicare enrollment past age 65 due to typically you're having active employer coverage through yourself or a spouse, you're likely going to be using a special enrollment period, again, SEP, to enroll in Medicare Part B. Your Part B SEP occurs during any month that you're covered by an employer group health insurance plan due to current employment, or it's eight months following either the month your employment ends or your employer medical coverage ends, whichever comes first. We always recommend applying for Part B a couple of months before you expect your employer coverage to end to avoid any gaps in coverage. So this is important to note. This is how things work today all the way through the end of 2022. There is some new changes coming through called the Benny's Act. We're going to have an episode about this. So this little portion here will be a little different in terms of timing starting January 1st, 2023. So tune in later for that.
1: So here's an important note to know about the special enrollment period and the initial enrollment period since we talked about it. And this applies until the end of 2022. There are some changes for 2023 called the Benny's Act that we'll talk about in a future episode. But for now, for this year, if your Part B initial enrollment period and the special enrollment period happen at the same time, you have to use your Part B IEP. So if you're retiring around the month you turn 65 or the few months after you turn 65, this can be really important because if you apply during the last portion of your IEP, then you can have delays in coverage and you can't just use your special enrollment period like you may think. And again, just to reiterate, the special enrollment period and this next enrollment period, these are only if you delay Medicare past age 65. You're not going to need either of these enrollment periods if you're applying when you first are eligible at age 65. And with that being said, aside from the IEP and the SEP that Joanne and I just mentioned, if you miss those enrollment periods for Part B, you would have to use what's called the Part B General Enrollment Period. Again, another acronym, it is the GEP. So what happens with this is you apply for Medicare Part B from January 1st to March 31st of the year, and your Part B becomes effective July 1st of that same year. So using the GEP, it may or it will probably result in a Part B penalty However, the Benny's Act, like we just talked about, which we'll have an episode on, it may change this and, and probably will change the GEP timeline. So we'll discuss that in a later episode. Now, if you are working, if you delay coverage, you know, if you're turning 65, we don't want you to think that the GEP is the way to go. You know, this is really the last resort to get your Part B. So it should be avoided if at all possible.
0: Let's turn now to Medicare Advantage plans and the Part D enrollment periods. And generally speaking, The enrollment periods available for Medicare Advantage plans and Part D plans are very similar, so we can cover them here as well.
1: Yeah. And just before we get into any of this again, we are talking about now shifting to prescription drug coverage, Medicare Advantage coverage. We are not talking about applying for original Medicare Part A and Part B. That was at the beginning of this episode.
0: Right. These are the products that go along with that original Medicare. So Now it's going to be
1: confusing. The reason I point that out is it's going to seem confusing because a lot of the acronyms are the same, which Joanne will talk about with the first one here.
0: It's extremely confusing. We feel for you, the consumer. I'll just say that. So we've got the same types of things. We've got the IEP. This is the enrollment period that occurs during the same timeline as that Part B initial enrollment period. So again, this is the three months before you turn 65, the month of your 65th birthday, and the three months after. So if you apply during the three months before you turn 65, your Medicare Advantage plan or your Part D coverage will begin the first day of the month that you turn 65. Secondly, mm-hmm. we've got the same thing, at the SCP, which again is the special enrollment period. And these are unique time periods when in- when individuals can enroll in or change Medicare Advantage or Part D coverage outside of the normal enrollment periods so SCPs do become available due to different event life events like moving your residence or qualifying for Medicaid, leaving employer coverage, things like that. There's a long mm-hmm. list. We can't get into all the, the multiple reasons we have different SEPs, but there, we will link to a guide that shows the different special enrollment periods that are available. So see the show notes mm-hmm. below.
1: Yeah. So Joanne just mentioned that those two enrollment periods, IEP and SEP, those use the same acronyms, whether you're applying for Part B or whether it's Medicare Advantage or Part D coverage. Now, those are different in how they work, but they sound very similar. So we know this is confusing. Oftentimes we say Medicare is not as confusing as it seems. This is not one of those times. So please reach out to us or please reach out to a broker to navigate this. We want you to be aware of all these enrollment periods, but we don't expect you to memorize them at all. I mean, that's way too much to ask. But with that being said, there is a unique enrollment period for Medicare Advantage and prescription drug plans which is the annual election period that occurs from October 15th until December 7th of every year. And this is commonly referred to as open enrollment, although it doesn't really work that way. But again, this is the annual election period. So during this time frame, if you're enrolled in Medicare Advantage or Part D coverage, you can change to a different Part D or Medicare Advantage plan. You can disenroll from your current coverage or You can enroll in Medicare Advantage or prescription coverage for the first time ever. So when you make a change during AEP or the annual election period, you have until the end of the day on December 7th to do so, and your coverage will will go into effect January 1st of the following year. Now, we'll have much more details in a future episode about what to expect and how to understand the annual election period, especially because somehow we're already approaching it for this year. It seems like October always comes quickly. (laughs) So
0: it does. It does.
1: So we talked about the major enrollment periods for Medicare Advantage and Part D. Now, Joanne will talk about one unique enrollment period that specifically applies to those enrolled in Medicare Advantage.
0: Yeah. So this is called the Medicare Advantage Open Enrollment Period, and it is a unique enrollment period. It's available to consumers only that are enrolled In a Medicare Advantage plan. This period happens every January 1st until March 31st, each calendar year. And during this time, a person that is enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan can make one change and go to a different Medicare Advantage plan, or they can disenroll from Medicare Advantage and go back to original Medicare and get a Part D drug plan and get a Medigap plan if they qualify for that. This does not allow you to go, however, from Part D prescription drug plans to a Medicare Advantage plan. It also does not allow people to go from a Part D plan to another Part D plan. Mm This enrollment period can only be used one time per year, and the new plan that you enroll in is going to be effective the first day of the month after you enroll. For example, if you enroll on a new plan February 17th and it's a Medicare Advantage plan, your new plan, your new coverage will start March 1st of that calendar year.
1: Absolutely. And eventually we'll do an episode that really dives into this in more detail when the time comes in January or early next year so that you understand how this can impact you. So we've talked about the Part D enrollment periods, the Medicare Advantage, Part B, all of the different acronyms, enrollment periods. But what about Medicare supplements. What about Medigap plans? When can you change those? Are there enrollment periods with Medigap? So we'll end this episode talking about this. It's going to be the last thing we discuss, thankfully for you and probably for us. (laughs) But basically, you can enroll in Medigap coverage any day of the year. So there's not an enrollment period necessary, but you still have to qualify based on your health in most states and situations Also, you do have to make sure that you can get Part D to go along with it. So again, there's not a specific enrollment period for the Medigap plan itself, but if you have a Medicare Advantage plan, you want to make sure that it is an appropriate time of the year when you can go from the Advantage to the Medigap with the prescription drug coverage. So I'll let Joanne talk a little bit more about one of the actual Medigap enrollment periods that can be important for everyone to know.
0: Yeah. And I will say prior to that is that if you have a Medigap plan right now, and let's say it's just getting pricier, or it's an older plan and your health is good and you want to try getting a new Medigap plan, you can go ahead and do that at any time because you're going to have, typically you're going to have a Part D plan in place. What Cameron's referencing there is that people want to go from Medicare Advantage to Medigap. That's just not always easy. And then you've got your time parameters and time constraints. Okay. But Medigap to Medigap any day of the year. However, there's one really important Medigap enrollment period that everybody should be aware of. This is called the Medigap Open Enrollment Period. This occurs during the first six months that somebody enrolls in Part B of Medicare. During this time period, you can enroll in any Medigap plan with no health questions asked of you, and you can qualify regardless of your preexisting conditions. Here's an example of timing that. If you have delayed your Part B due to working and you've been on employer coverage and now you are 67, you're retiring and you're leaving that coverage. If you start your Part B, Using the special enrollment window you have there for an October 1st effective date, for example, your Medigap open enrollment period would start October 1st and it would go through March with the latest of possible effective date for you in that Medigap contract would be being April 1st of the following year. That's your six-month window. Again, you get a Medigap Mm -hmm. plan with no health questions asked.
1: That's important to understand. I want to back up just a second because I know it sounds contradictory. At the beginning, I said, hey, there's no enrollment periods for Medigap plans. And that's true. But when I say that, I mean that there's no enrollment periods if you can qualify for a Medigap plan. You can always get one in the future. You can Pretty much do at any time of the year you know the plan will let you in as long as you can pass health questions and qualify however everything that joanne mentioned That is the enrollment period for if you're trying to avoid health questions, if you're trying to get a plan regardless of pre-existing conditions. So you can always get one in the future if you can qualify, but you should know about the open enrollment period that happens when you're first eligible for Part B of Medicare. At this point, it's pretty apparent that there are many different Medicare timelines and enrollment periods that consumers like yourself have to navigate. It can be super overwhelming, but luckily you don't have to go at this alone. So make sure to consult with an independent insurance broker like our team or somebody else that can help you understand these specific enrollment periods that apply to you and your unique situation. As always, please leave us a review on your podcast player and check out our YouTube channel for additional Medicare topics by searching Giardini Medicare on YouTube. If you want to connect with us directly, you can call us at 248-871-7756. Go to our website, gmedicareteam.com. Or send us an email with any questions or feedback at info at gmedicareteam.com. So thank you very much for listening today and have a great rest of your day.
0: Thanks for listening to the Transition to Medicare podcast. To find more Medicare-related information from us, you can search Giardini Medicare on YouTube or visit our website at gmedicareteam.com.